What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Stoppage Time Stooges. I'm Christian, your host, joined by Andrew, Jacob, and Ricardo. This is an episode that I'm extremely excited for. Uh, this is an idea that I put together a couple weeks ago. Luckily, the guys uh, were cool with doing it. So we're going to be talking about our uh, we're going to be talking about each club in the Premier League, and we're all going to mention players that we've been impressed by. Every club has played uh, 19 games besides Brentford and Manchester City. Of course, Manchester City had to go to the Club World Cup, so they had to miss that game. But this is a good, you know, point in the season where we can kind of, uh, you know, determine and, and kind of uh, give our thoughts on specific players. So um, before we get started, guys, how are we doing? Ricardo, once you miss that badge, the Club World Cup. <laughs> badge, I mean, that was, a, that was a good badge. Hey, yeah, all of us have I had agree. a club that's won it. Oh, yeah, nice you're right. Wow, what are the odds? <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna miss that badge, and the fact that I have to see it now every time I watch Manchester City play makes me even yeah. more annoyed. Hate it. <laughs> it does look good on them, though. Not gonna lie, it does. Yeah, yeah. With their kids right. it does look good. <laughs> Jacob, how are we doing? Swell. Uh, looking forward to it today. Getting after <laughs> it. But we right. will. Yeah, we have. We there is some league happenings. Uh, but we won't talk about those today. We'll save it for next week. Uh, particular Jacob and I are very happy campers. Well, at least well, me. Very, I don't know about Jacob. I don't know about Jacob. He's happy. He's happy. Well, well, you know when he wants to throw a rant in there that it's not, you know, he's happy. But That's it's not true. Like... He did send a whole paragraph. Well, it's, we told him that he couldn't rant <laughs> he today. Send a he sent a whole paragraph of stuff he would rant about, even though Chelsea won. It's because I'm tired of punch ball. <laughs> Wow. Well, All right. That's for next week. That's for next week. Yes. yes. All right. <laughs> so, uh, ready to get going? Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's, let's, uh, we're going to start in alphabetical order. So we're going to yes. go with Arsenal. Um, today did not have a good result against West Ham. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Did, 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 did we explain what was going on? Yeah. No, I, I mentioned at the top that uh, we're going to discuss all four of us are going to mention players that we're impressed by. That's right. Doesn't need to be, you know, a player that, has been at the club for years. Doesn't need to be a transfer. We're, yeah. you know, leaving a lot of flexibility here. So, let's start with Arsenal. As I mentioned, not a good result today, but they are second in the league going into their next match. Um, who wants to start? Hmm. I will. Um, All right. <laughs> I've I've talked about him a lot on this show, and I don't think he gets the credit he deserves. I'm gonna go with Martin Odegaard. Uh, you know, we they. With Arsenal, they have a lot of good players, so it's always about Bakayo Saka and, you know, Declan Rice, Mr. Uh, over... No, you know what? <laughs> just just smid, be careful smid. here. Well, who, what do you think? I'm scared? He is a smidge. No, sorry. I... He's a little overrated. A little. He's not He's not Roy Keane. I mean, we can calm down, you know? <laughs> you know he's, not, he's not Patrick Vieira. I mean, <laughs> let, let's settle down. Uh, Should be the U.S. manager. <laughs> anyway, but... I think Odegaard doesn't get enough love that he deserves. I think he's really one of the best midfielders, not just in the Premier League, in the world. I understand why Real Madrid wanted him at such a young age, because they must have seen something in him. And they held on to him for, you know, such a long time. But they eventually they had to they had to let the bird use his wings, uh, so to speak. And uh, Arsenal got him at a great price. I don't remember what it was, but it was not very expensive. And he's sort of been one of the guys that's been at the centerpiece of their development into what they are now 
N. I think he's the captain. I think that he is just going forward. I think he's one of the best attacking midfielders in the league. To me, he is. He 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 can score goals. He gets assists. He knows how to create opportunities for his teammates. He's a re- he's a really good passer of the ball. He's always he always seems like he's calm. And to me, I I, I think he could fit in any on any team. Uh, any team be lucky to have him. So to me, yeah, my mine would be Martin Odegaard. Real quick, just to add, Odegaard's transfer fee was thirty-five million. Um, yeah. Add-ons to forty. Uh, I don't know if the add-ons were hit. I'm assuming they were. So <laughs> let's just say they were. That's um, well, a good pick. I mean, I I I, I didn't want to go. I was thinking Odegaard, but I was like, maybe he's too much of a household name at this point, which is crazy to say. But um, you know, I'm going with Gabriel. I'm going center back here you know i think all the attention in that back line goes to saliba and i think gabriel is doing just as fine of a job there and um you know we talk about arsenal's attack their defense is as important (laughs) like as good as their attack and gabriel i think deserves more attention um or i guess you know get more credit in that pairing uh rather than saliba um and Saliba is a mighty fine player, but Gabriel deserves much more credit. That's so interesting because I picked Saliba for mine. <laughs> but... <laughs> Saliba was my backup option after Odegaard. Yeah. I was like, all right. Oh, man. But it was like, it was definitely between the two defenders because literally for the same reasons as you. It's just yeah. like that defense, that back line has been, I mean, the, the two center backs specifically have been, you know, solid during the entire season. I mean, Say what you want about the the left and right backs, you know that's kind of injuries have plagued them a bit. But the most consistent uh, players have been those two defenders. So either one of those I would have picked for sure. But that that's my pick, Saliba for sure. Yeah, I also had Saliba down. Um, yes, go figure. <laughs> but um, I, I'll I'll mention the guy that that Jacob talked about. That's in his opinion a little overrated. But to be to be fair, Declan Rice has been very very impactful. Um, through half a season. It's not just what he does defensively. He's had some big goals. Um, he had the go-ahead goal against Manchester United. Um, he saved them against Luton. Um, you know, you can say what you want, but, um, you know, he's costed a lot of money in the summer. And right now he looks like a well-worth, um, you know, investment because, you know, as you guys mentioned, they are strong defensively. And a lot of that has to do with the six in front of the two center backs. Um, and, you know, they've had issues in that position for years. Thomas Party's been good, but the problem is he's never available. Um, I mean, if you look even further back, that's been a position that they've had to solidify um, and maybe got, play guys that are maybe better as number eights, but have to be forced to play as number six. So to me, I think Declan Rice has been well worth the price tag. Um, and without him, I think Arsenal would be far worse off um, in the league table. But uh, let's move right into uh, another team that's done a lot of good things this season, and that is Aston Villa. Um, they've spent some time at the top of the league. Um, two poor results um, on the bounce, one against Sheffield, and then obviously they um, lost a 2-0 advantage at Manchester United to lose 3-2. Um, Ricardo, I'll start with you. What, do you. what are we thinking here? I feel like I have to go with the obvious here. I mean, it's it's really hard to pick a specific player because a lot of them have stood out, but I went with Ollie Watkins. Um, I mean, personally, I just love watching him. Um, 
He has what nine goals on the season, at nine goals, six assists in the Prem alone. So I mean, um, he's been providing goals and more more than just you know scoring them. You know he's he's providing them, he's assisting them. So um, he's a big reason why Villa's like I believe third in uh, goals scored in the Premier League. So um, he's a, a big part of that. But obviously, a lot of other players could uh, could get this. But that's my pick. I, Ollie Watkins for sure. I've done a complete 180 in Ollie Watkins this year. I who's I, I, I on fraud watch for me entering the season? Fraud Ollie Watkins. Watch. Ollie Watkins <laughs> I'm telling you, Ollie Watkins. I don't know. It just see. It just screams Gareth Southgate guy, you know, and like like an Eddie Nketiah. But but he's Ollie good. Watkins. I, I hold to a higher regard than Eddie Nketiah. Don't get me wrong. I, you you but definitely. Ollie, I love. I, 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 I love. I do. I, I'm gonna be honest. Watching. I love watching Villa play this year, and Ollie Watkins is. For sure, not a fraud. I, I love watching him play week in and week out. Uh, no, and I love watching Villa in general. Um, I guess since I'm rambling, I'll just t- uh, mention mine. Ezri Konza. Um, uh, I mean, he leads Villa in minutes played. He's just the one constant uh, on this squad who can, you know, he's not going to give you a flashy performance every week, uh, but he he'll consistently. He's not going to turn the ball over. You know, he's not going to give away the ball in possession. Um, you know, makes the right reads every single time. I, I've never seen Ezri Konsa make a wrong read. <laughs> but uh, he, he, he – and, um, you know, he hasn't gotten hurt. So uh, he, he, it's a big, big positive for uh, Villa. Yeah, uh, I would have said Watkins too, but for the sake of parity, I'll go with Leon Bailey. I think Leon Bailey is starting to come into his own in the Premier League. I think when Villa got him, they there was a bit of an expectation that he would, you know, maybe be able to make that change from playing in the Bundesliga and adapt quickly. But I think it's been a slow rise for him. But I think that this lately he's starting to find his form. Uh, I don't. He's not in the the team enough. I don't think he. I don't think he's starting enough. I think he should be a guy that they should be starting almost every game, up top with Watkins. But I do think that he's only he can only, he's only going to get better. I don't think he's he's going to dip and get worse. I think that he has a high ceiling, and I think that you know Unai Emery seems like to be the right coach. You know, it's kind of crazy. Unai Emery. He was at PSG. They couldn't wait to get him out. When he was at Arsenal, they couldn't wait to get rid of him. And all of a sudden, he takes over Villa, and you know they snap their fingers. Like, wait, what? Now they're good. It, it it it's almost like in the blink of an eye, they became a really good team. And he deserves a lot of credit for that. And yeah, for the sake of this, I'll go with Leon Bailey. Yeah, I think that's a perfect shout. Also, I'll add on to that. He is second in the Premier League in goals and assists per ninety at one point one six. He's only behind Erling Haaland. So I mean, he has ten goal involvements. I mean. Jacob's right. I mean, when you look at Bailey, Musa Diaby, these are guys that probably should be starting every match um, because they provide so much creativity um, and dynamism behind Watkins, who is, you know, snatching at every chance and he's bagging so many goals. Um, I'll mention another player quickly, John McGinn. Um, He was one that was wanted to be, you know, taken out of the club, I think under Gerrard. Um, There were some rumors about that a couple of years ago, but um captain you know five goals from the midfield he is you know one of the you know players that doesn't get enough love for this villa side because 
you know, as you guys mentioned, Watkins scoring the goals. The defense has been phenomenal. Emmy Martinez is uh, a keeper that, you know, has been much improved um, since his days at Arsenal. So I think McGinn is uh, a really, really good player, and he's done it for a, a longer time than people may believe. So uh, that's who I'm going to go with Villa. But um, let's move on to Bournemouth, who are flying up the table. Um, they are picking up win after win. Um, Dominic Solanke, I'll start. I'll go with Dominic Solanke here. Um, it's I, I impossible. Think probably be on, on this train. Um, 12 league goals. He's tied for second behind Erling Haaland. Um, he's found the net in six of his last eight league fixtures. I mean, this is a guy that was at Liverpool. He was at Chelsea. And there was nothing from him that, you know, screamed Premier League striker that's going to be scoring, you know, upwards of 15 league goals a season. And out of nowhere, Bournemouth are in a position where they could probably finish in the top half if they keep it up. Obviously, a long time to go, 19 games. But um, Dominic Solanke is one of the best strikers in the Premier League based off form this season. Um, I don't think any of us expected him to have 12 league goals by the end of December. Yeah, um, I, I, I was going to pick Dominic Solanke, but luckily I have a backup. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, Marcus Tavernier has been very impressive in the midfield for Bournemouth this year and, you know, kind of just doing it all. He, he's, he's scoring. He's, you know, laying out assists. He's second in big chances created, too. Uh, I believe he has four um, behind Ryan Christie. So, um Tavernier has been impressive, but Solanke is really my standout for Bournemouth uh, this year, especially on this recent streak they're on. Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to pick Solanke. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it, what sucks is that I think all of us wish that Tyler Adams were healthy. And, you know, if he were playing games, maybe we could give him a shout, but I don't think he's played a game yet, which is unfortunate. But it's hard not to pick Slanky. I mean, I echo a lot of what Christian said. I mean, this guy is really like, uh, he's. it's funny because he's still young, but he's a late bloomer to me because I think people, they had this expectation for him when he was a lot younger. He was at Chelsea. He could never really make an impact when he, you know, then they thought, oh, well, it's, you know, Liverpool, maybe that'll be the right situation. And it wasn't. And then, you know, it seems like for a couple of years with, at Bournemouth, he was starting to like it a little bit better. And then this year he's starting to take off. And it's, it's good for him. It's good for Bournemouth. I mean, they don't have a lot. I mean, when you watch Bournemouth, there's not a lot to, you know, get excited about. So the fact that they're climbing up the table the way that they are and they have him, I guess is good for them and the fans, give something to watch. And who knows if he can keep this up. If he can, it will be pretty impressive to see how many he ends up with. But, yeah, it's it's, it's hard not to pick him. It's fair. Yeah, I mean that's you guys have already said the reason my pick was also Solanke. Like, it, it's it, it could not be clearer, honestly. Like, just he's been playing so well for them, and yeah, like you said, Christian, he's been hot as of late. So, um, absolutely deserves, um, you know, most impressive as as we're saying it. Yeah, uh, clean sweep here, uh, I, along with Tavernier, who I also had down honorable mention. Yes. Um, <laughs> we started with three teams that are in good form at the moment. Now let's flip to a team that are trending in the wrong direction. That's Brentford, who have lost six of their last seven in the league. Um, 
without Brian and Bomo, it looks really, really bad. Um, obviously, yeah. we've touched um, throughout the months that Ivan Tony's not there. He's returning soon, but we don't know what his situation looks like. Jacob, I'll start with you. Um, any silver linings here? I mean, you mentioned Nimboma. That would have been my pick. He seems like he's the only source of offense for them. Uh, so if I'm not going to say him, I guess, I mean, I think Neil, pa- Neil Maupay is good. Okay. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't, I mean, this team, I mean, they're like, they are literally West Ham if they just refuse to score. <laughs> I mean, that's what they are. <laughs> I mean, they're West Ham, you know, on welfare, so to speak. I mean, that's what they are. Like, they're a brutal watch. There's nothing really. There's nothing fun about watching Brentford. It, it's and again, I, I can't believe they lost, they beat Chelsea. I will not get into that any further. I'm just gonna put that out there. It still pains me very much. Biggest club in West London. <laughs> but again, I mean, Mbomo just seems like a guy that. You know, he, he's keeping them over over the line. You know, he's keeping them out of relegation. And, you know, I mean, it, it, the whole thing with Ivan Tony, we don't know if he's coming back. We don't know if he's coming back, especially for Brentford, rather. So, and if he does come back, how rusty is he going to be? Is he just going to, you know, right out the gate uh, be scoring goals? Maybe. I don't know. Um, but I, I guess I got to go with Mbomo. And if not, maybe Neil Mape because he's like, he seems like he has a pulse. So, you know, I guess we'll give him a shout. And I think he played for Everton. So he has to have, he's, I guess he's decent. But I mean, when they came up, they had like Christian Eriksen. They had David Raya. They don't really have many standout players at all. And you're seeing the results of it, which is they struggled to win games. Yeah. It's a good pick, though, Jacob. Um, Bomo was. Kind of my pick. I mean, you know, kind of alluded to it before, Christian. It's like that you see how big of a loss he, or like you're feeling his loss, um, not him not being there on the field. But maybe I'll throw in, uh, I always forgot to say his name. Is it Johan Wissa? Wissa? I can't. Wissa? Wissa, right? It's on my yeah. Head. But um, I feel like he's he's always one of their more consistent players. Uh, I, I think he has, he's top four and then most minutes played for them this season. So, I mean, you know, Brentford has suffered a ton of injuries as well, just like a lot of other teams. But, you know, him being there kind of the middle of the park and he's he's scored a, a few goals, four goals and an assist. So, um, you know, he, it's it's interesting saying that, you know, because he's a midfielder and he's the one scoring, I think, like the second most goals on the team are tied for first, something like that. But, yeah, it's uh, there, there's not really many players to pick from other than, you know, maybe maybe Wissa and – and Bomo was the, the most obvious, but well, well, you guys know when you can't score, you better have a good defense. Oh. And so that's why my pick is Ethan Pinnock. Give the Jamaican some love. Um, so Ethan Pinnock, I don't know if you guys know this, he's blowing out every other player in terms of successful clearances in the Prem. I think he has like one like over like 150. Um, already, <laughs> which is insane. Like, I think the next closest is like 70 or something. Um, so he's like more than double. Um, Ethan Pinnock, give some CONCACAF love. Uh, Ethan Pinnock, yeah, that's fair. Um, I'm gonna go with the player that was really important in year one of Brentford in the Premier League. 
didn't play well last year, was dealing with some injuries. Christopher Norgard in the midfield. Mm, um, I, I know he's captain the side. Um, you know, if we look at Brentford over the second half of the season, they're going to need to be good, as Andrew mentioned, defensively and in the midfield because um, no Tony potentially. And Bomo is out to March, which he's out to March. I honestly think, yeah, oh. um, they're going down. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I. <laughs> Um, it's over about impressive players but um brentford are in trouble i mean if tony does not come back and isn't scoring um brentford might be going down so um but for no guard um he started 17 of 18 matches he's almost at the number of minutes he played last year um just a good defensive midfielder who you know works hard but again as we've mentioned, defensively, this team has been a mess. Pinnock, um, you know, Nathan Collins, these guys are having to make so many, you know, defensive plays, clearances, tackles, aerial duels. I mean, Brentford have been as bad defensively as anybody in the Premier League. Um, and their loss against Wolves a couple nights ago, 4-1, um, probably one of their worst performances of the season. So Brentford have got to pick it up um, if they don't – if they want to survive because I, I don't see – a way for them to, you know, manufacture enough goals to keep them afloat. But um, that's enough of Brentford. Let's move on to Andrew's club, Brighton and Hove Albion, who got a <laughs> massive good. result tonight um, against Tottenham. Of course, we got to start. I called, with it. I called it. I called it. I said last week, I said that we're getting Spurs at the right time. And look what happened. We'll save that for next <laughs> week. Um, They're falling apart. They're falling apart. Spurs are falling apart. Anyways, um, oh, and uh, Ange post game. I'm sorry, they played that on Peacock. I'm gonna rant about that next week. Uh, I I have turned on Big Ange. What what uh, you do right now? Um, Brighton. So, you know, I could very easily go with my guy Joe Pedro, who has been to me the most impressive Brighton player this year. But we're going for underappreciated players. And I think Jao Pedro is starting to get appreciation, at least from what I hear on commentary around the league. Um, so I'm not going to pick Jao Pedro for that reason, although he is my MVP so far this season. Um, I'm going to go with overliable Pascal Gross. Yes. Actually, and I, and I, knew I, and, it. I thought I was going to say a stupid yawn because you. No, no. He, he was hurt. He's, he was hurt. He I know, but hurt. you love a stupid young. I did we love saw Pervis Pascal Stupin. Gross in person. We did see Pascal Gross in person. I love Pascal Gross. <laughs> Just he could play everywhere, and that's what that's what I love about Brighton. It, my my second pick here was James Milner for this very reason as well. Both over thirty two, <laughs> like Pascal's thirty two, Milner's thirty seven, and they're playing midfield, fullback, center back. They're literally everywhere. Um, but Pascal Gross, he's he's leading the club in assists this year. Um, he's literally, like I said, he's been starting fullback, center attacking mid. He's played, he's played defensive mid. Uh, he's played center back. He's literally everywhere, and he can play all of them very well. Um, I, I don't know where Brighton would be without Pascal Gross. He kind of keeps the gel together, um, in possession, and he he has touch around the net as well. He can he can score if he wants but he'd rather dish it out. Uh, and I, I love Pascal Gross. Uh, very underappreciated. Um, and you know what? He doesn't get hurt either. So I love that. 
Yeah, he's got three goals, six assists. So, I mean, yeah, versatility and availability, two really big, uh, you know, assets to have as a player. And, I mean, availability especially. So, um, I'm so glad you picked him. I, I had a feeling. I was like, if it's not Jao Pedro, it's either him or Mitoma. But, um, yeah. Yeah, Mitoma's uh, disappointed me this year, going to be honest. Really? He's disappointed me. <laughs> he, he, had a, he had a great start. That's so he's, he's kind of disappeared. It's like – He's kind of disappeared. I don't know. He I creates some like chances, but he's still one of their most creative players. Oh, absolutely. But I mean, but, I guess but, but, absolutely. absolutely. But yeah, you know, fair, fair. Yeah, yeah, that's that's valid. All right. <laughs> but anyways, um, no, uh, Pascal Gross. Yes, yeah. great guy. <laughs> Jacob, what are you thinking? Mine would be Karen Matoma. Uh, I really like watching Kara Matoma play. I think he is just really fun to watch. The way he cuts past defenders, the way he gets into the box, the way he can score and pass. I, I just think he's a really fun player to watch. I'm very curious to see the profit they get on him in a year um, because it's going to happen. Uh, with the who, I don't know, but I think if he can get, if he can like go up another level. There's going to be some other club that's going to want him badly, and I think that Brighton will give him up because they they seem they they don't seem that they care much that much about not about loyalty but more about just like you know like we will we'll do what's best for business so to speak you know so I like Matoma a lot and again obviously if I didn't pick him I probably would pick Ja Pedro because he seems like he's on fire right now I mean they got him from Watford which is uh and how much did they Spend on 40 mil, uh, 40 so yeah. 40 mil, which it was Brighton's most expensive signing. Yeah, ever. Brighton, that's a lot. So, and he certainly lived up to the billing, especially of late. Seems like it's it took him a little bit of time to get like his feet wet. I actually, and I think he's honestly a lot. I think, I think he's a lot better than Evan Ferguson. I think Evan I Ferguson's think good, point, yeah. more polished for sure. But I, I feel like with Evan Ferguson, it's like he had a, a hat trick in one game and he kind of like disappeared. And hasn't really been that great since. It's hard to top that, but I, I but again, he's really young, so I'm not gonna like kill him. But I just, you know, I'm. Not, I think that the Evan Ferg like bandwagon, like you know, it's. It, I don't think he's. He. It's gonna take time for him to really become like a polished striker. To that point, um, I think it's because Jal Pedro is more versatile. He can play the wing very well, and that's where he's been playing recently. It's more of a, um, if it's not a four four two. Um, as with two strikers up top, he, uh, Deserby will put him at like a left wing. Um, if he doesn't want to go four four two, um, and Jao Pedro can play very well uh, left wing, especially with Mitoma out now. That's probably gonna be his position for and uh, and, and Fati's out right and Fati's out too. But oh, um, right. so Mitoma's out till I think February, and then yeah. Fati comes back I think uh, around the same time. Um, so. The the next player to come back will be and it will be very interesting is Julio Enciso. Um I want to see what he could do. He scored a cracker Dreamer. last year. <laughs> and oh, uh, that's the only thing I can talk about with Julio Enciso. Uh <laughs> but but uh I, I he he'll be coming back in mid January. And I feel like if we do this again um at the end of the season, if we go underappreciated players and CISO, if he plays, he, he might be in this conversation as well. Um, but that's a big, big if. So, 
Yeah, I'm going to take the low-hanging fruit and say Jao Pedro. Um, <laughs> I mean, this is I'm looking at his numbers now. He scored 24 goals for Watford in 109 appearances. He already has 11 in 25 for Brighton. Um, and I know we're focusing on the Premier League, but truthfully, I, I don't know if they get out of their group um, or certainly don't win the group without him in the Europa League. Um, he's already he's made it, he's had a big year um, club and nationally. He's now um, a Brazilian. Um, he's had as a cap for them. So, um, and if we look at them, um, there's a shot we'll see him at the Copa America. They don't have a consistent number nine scoring goals week in week out. And if Jao Pedro does it for Brighton for the rest of the season, I, you have to, you know, make a strong argument for him to get to the Copa America squad. But, um, yeah, I'm excited to see how he develops because this is a kid that's 22. Um, he's just starting to really, you know, find himself. And I think this is um, going to be a huge season for him. I would not be surprised if he scores upwards of 15 league goals, um, especially under Deserby, who loves attacking football. Um, I think there's going to be chances for him. And I think he's going to have a really strong second half. He, he's he, – and as you know, well know after today, he, he is their primary pen taker as well. And so he's yeah. going to get lots of opportunities at pens. I believe he already has eight or nine pens with Brighton, yeah. uh, which is insane. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, he, he, he led every player in the Europa League group stage in goals as well, I, I believe. Um, so yeah, no, he, he's had a fantastic start. Um, so cannot be more pleased. Good times for Brighton, but let's move on to our first promoted oh. side, Burnley, who have had a tough, tough start to the season. Um, currently battling relegation. seems like that's going to be, um, something they have to deal with for the rest of the season. Um, who wants to start with them? Well, there's only one option. Yeah. <laughs> It's James Trafford. It's James Trafford. It absolutely is only James Trafford. James Trafford. He's given up 30, 38 goals. Okay, well, because I they mean, don't have any defense. They don't have the they second attack. I was going to pick him, but then I saw like the, the goals against. I was like, what? Oh. No, what sold me? No, no. You got it. Context. Context is king. What impressed me? What sold me on James Trafford was his performance against Brighton. I swear Brighton had like. 12 shots on goal and he had like 10 saves 11 <laughs> saves like he is a, he is spectacular lights out i don't i wouldn't be shocked if if burnley gets uh relegated i i i have a feeling he's just gonna get sold back to a you know bigger club and yeah. he's gonna get playing time he, he's young i i i He's definitely one of the few bright spots, <laughs> considering, <laughs> like he. And there are so many opportunities at net, um, you know, shots on goal this season against Burnley. He's facing a lot of shots, so I'm I'm not even looking at his goals allowed. Uh, the the saves impressed me. He makes spectacular saves, like he'll be leaping off one foot, fingertips on the ball, like it's he, he's. He's. I'm not going to call him the next big thing. Of course, I'm not. But he. He's their only bright spot this year. Only bright spot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, why don't we? Yeah. I, I wrote that. someone else's name down. I don't know. I hardly. I can't even say his name. I just saw that he played a lot. So I'm like, all right. I guess he's. Like, oh, I'm like. I'm like. Wait. He plays every time. So he, I, I. I guess he's good. I mean. 
That's really you, man. <laughs> well, I mean, it's Burnley. What am I? It's not like I'm picking. No, it's, it's, no. It's, he has a point. Jacob has a point. It's, yeah, no, it's like no. it's like it's like a homeless person trying to find a good meal out of the garbage. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's a lose lose. I mean, uh, what what's the name of the guy? Or try to pronounce Z- it. Zeki Amduni. Okay, I think that uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm seeing his numbers. Yeah. I think two goals and one assist as a striker. So, I'm like. <laughs> Carter, did you go with Trafford? I, I did, yeah. That was, yeah, easy. <laughs> it's easy. Hey. The easiest thing. That's, that was probably the, I'm, so, I'm going to be honest, that was probably the easiest pick for me out of <laughs> it, all it these up there. James Trafford. It's I, I, I it's a goalkeeper, though. Like, yeah. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> That's fair. Um, Although, I, I did I do, have a different... I, oh. I do have another goalkeeper on my list. Just so do I. Pointing it out. I hope we have the same one. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I, I will mention another player. Um, Trafford's definitely the standout. I mean, he's been excellent for the U21s for England. I think he won the Euros, um, despite not having a lot of first-team football, because he was. Uh, he's obviously been with Manchester City through their academy, um, and this is his first real shot. This screams Jordan Pickford with Sunderland back in the day when he was dealing with so many shots on goal. And then Everton swooped up and took him as soon as they went down. So um, that'll be a conversation, I think, for the second half of the season for us to discuss because I think Trafford is going to get relegated with Burnley. And then I, some club in the Premier League is going to snatch him up for, you know, upwards of 30 to 40 million. Um, yeah, I think that's that's clear. I'm going to go with Lyle Foster, the South African striker. Mm-hmm. Um I know he's dealt with some mental health stuff, which he was away from the squad for, I think, uh, a little less than two months. But he has the best uh, number of goals for the squad three, um, which is certainly not a lot. Um, but again, no Luca Koyosho, who we've talked about a little bit, um, was like literally their only bright spot in terms of creativity. Um, if they are going to find a way to stay up, they need to be good defensively, um, which seems like a very difficult thing because they don't have – they just don't have the ability to, you know, defend. Um, and if they want to stay up, the other part is they're going to have to take their chances. And if Lyle Foster can stay at least on the field, it gives them at least a shot. I don't think they're going to stay up, but um, if they are, Lyle Foster is probably going to have to, you know, find double figures um, in the second half of the season. But uh, yeah, very difficult run for Burnley, but. Um, we talked about Brighton for Andrew. It's now uh, Jacob's time for Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob, the uh, floor is yours. Uh, do I have to? No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> all right. I, 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 I guess I got to go with Cole Palmer on this one. Uh, I, I can't say this was an easy decision. Uh, because it wasn't. Because there wasn't a lot of good to pick from. <laughs> but I, Cole Palmer is my light at the end of the tunnel. Well, actually, no, he's not in the cuckoo is, but um, <laughs> who, who in two games, I already think is, is better with than Nicholas Jackson, despite only. <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas Jackson. Go look, go look up those seven goals. <laughs> Don't. You yeah, let's not, let's, let's you not forget could've... about let's not forget about the Mickey Mouse hat trick against Spurs. Oh, we know. <laughs> All of us could have scored those seven goals. That's how bad they were. Uh, 
but I like Palmer a lot. I mean, when I saw that they got him from Man City, I was like, oh, he must have some talent. And he, he was only bought for like $40 million, which was like responsible spending, which I almost had like, a, I almost passed out. I thought I thought I was dreaming. Um, But I think he, it took him a little bit of time to get into the, the 11, but once he did, uh, he, he made himself the sort of guy where it's like he's in the 11 automatically. And I think he's had a really good year. He's been a great. He scored a lot of goals on penalties, and he's which is a good. I guess is good because it's no, nice to know that there's someone reliable to do that. And he stepped up to the plate in a big way with that. I think that he's really. I think they played him a lot on the right on the right wing, but I actually think that his best position is as a ten, as an attacking midfielder. I think he's looked better in that position than he has on the right wing personally. I think he's more creative that way, and he can do more. Uh, he's very young, so he still has ways to go, but. For a team that is not giving me a lot to be happy about, he is one of the bright spots. And I'm quickly, I'm going to give a small shout to Jordi Petrovic, who I know he's only he's given up four goals in four games, but I just feel more at ease with him in the goal than uh, Fraudbert Sanchez, uh, who I am who would I think would be a very fine backup goalie, but he is but he is not a starting goalkeeper. Not for Chelsea. I'm sorry. That's just that is not acceptable. Um, so with Petrovic, he seems like he's not lazy with the ball. He he's made some really good saves. He saved the penalty in the Carabao Cup. I, I I so far I've been satisfied. Most of the goals that he's given up have not really been his fault. They've been uh, horrendous horrendous defending. But yeah, for Chelsea, I I like Palmer a lot, and yeah, and Petrovic. I love this. I love this character development for Jacob on George <laughs> Petrovich. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, he was screaming, "We signed an MLS keeper." Well, and, I mean, well that is true. He is from MLS. But, but, but now, 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 you trust him enough to be your number one goalkeeper. So I, I love this arc. But. I was, ne- yeah, but hold on. I was never. I was like, I was like, no, 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 no. I, I was not a Sanchez guy from the start. I never wanted Kepa out. Yeah, true. You, you can have back. I'll take him back with open arms. Please be my guest. <laughs> and you can throw Lunin in there too if you want. No, 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 um, no, 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 no. No, we're no, we're good. No. <laughs> Jacob, did you ever consider Sterling? I That's did, where I was leaning. But lately, he's really pissed me off. With the way he's played, I mean, the Wolves. Game, he cost them the Wolves game in yeah, many regards, much. with yeah. one of the most selfish acts I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he has. It's a three on one, Raheem. He has two guys wide open. I understand that you don't want to pass to Nicholas Jackson, but he can score if no one's in front of the goal. I mean, that's, <laughs> that. that's the only way he can score if no one's in front of the damn goal, and no one was. And Palmer was there, but nope. And no, no, I'm not even gonna go around the goalkeeper. I'm just gonna shoot it right at him. <laughs> and he, yeah. and this guy dives. He's diving every time he's in the box. Dive every time. That's why I tweeted that he dives more than an Olympic swimmer. It's a joke, <laughs> but it's true. I mean, it's. I mean, I mean, you know, what we need to have it another international break. And Southgate, don't put him in the team. Because that's the only damn way he's gonna play good if he if he has to get motivated by that. 
because otherwise it's just you know throwing my arms in the air. Oh, I don't. I'm gonna die for the. I'm gonna die instead of actually trying to draw a penalty the right way. I mean, I, I, I if this was like three weeks ago, I would have. I said yeah easily, but you know he's not been on my good side lately. Hmm. He is good. I, I'm not. I don't expect the world from him, but there's just there are certain things that he does that really tick me off. So yeah, <laughs> valid. Yeah, Andrew, did you pick one? Um, yeah, uh, I wanted to piss Jacob off. Um, so I was gonna pick <laughs> going a lot Palmer. of different directions. Then I, I was gonna, I was gonna pick Cole Palmer. Uh, if you want to piss like, me off, I, I, I have a feeling of who you're gonna say. Uh, Mr. Cardio King himself, Connor Gallagher. <laughs> I mean, Jacob, Jacob, hear me out. Oh, oh, oh okay. he's leading your club in assists. All right. Six, six big chances created. How many games have they played? I mean, you know, 19, but that's another <laughs> story. Or is it 18? Nine, 19. It's 19, yeah. Um, yeah, so, um, you know, Jacob, I, I know you hate Connor Gallagher. Doesn't do anything, Andrew. He's I know guy. there's, I saw, I saw a report today that they're going to sell him next month for between 45 and 50 million. But don't sell him the Spurs, sell him to someone else. Because I know that, that, that Ange ball will work. So I don't want him there. But sell I just like think, freaking Burnley or something like that. I just think you should respect your uh, temporary uh, replacement captain more. Don't, and don't get me, oh my God. I I have to watch him with that walk out with the stupid armband on. I want to puke every time. <laughs> it makes me so mad. And you know, Reese James ain't coming back anytime soon, so I have to get used to it, which I ugh, can't take. Look, I understand that he's an academy player and he tries hard. He's Connor Gallagher is the guy in gym class that tries hard. <laughs> I mean, that's what he is. He's cardio case. Just because you throw your body around and commit stupid fouls because you, you're, you're not a proper uh, defensive midfielder, doesn't make you a good player. I mean, this guy got freaking sent off in 25 minutes. That also happened that the, the ch- stupid Chelsea Twitter won't uh, acknowledge. <laughs> Instead, I, and I have to look at these stupid empty stats about him uh, completing passes. Oh, wow. He, he he's is doing a mighty fine job at it. <laughs> <laughs> he adds he is one of the most replaceable people I have ever seen on a soccer field. Ever. <laughs> Beyonce had a song irreplaceable. He's the opposite. Okay, he is replaceable. Oh, you mean underappreciated? No, 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 no. <laughs> They couldn't sell him. I mean, I couldn't I mean I I I'd I'd give him the bus ticket out the door. <laughs> <laughs> What I want him to be is a squad player, but I don't want him like I just I don't want him every week. I don't want to have to watch it. I can't do it anymore. He gives the ball away all the time. He try he he, he commits stupid fouls and then he then he tries to get stupid uh, draw fouls and it doesn't work either. He just he's no eye for goal. He's not some amazing passer of the ball. And no, I I need to help a lot more to be convinced that he's any good. And I'm not backing down from this either. That's fair. Um, I, I had Raheem Sterling as well. Um, I think I think he's been better this season. I mean, as Jacob would know, um, didn't have a really he good has first been better. season. I will, he has been better. I will I will say that. Um, 
he had six league goals last year. He's already up to five. Not a great first season at Chelsea. Um, I don't know what that was really down to, but, um, you know, he did have a really good period, you know, about a month, six weeks ago, where he was probably Chelsea's best player. Um, And I think as we see the season unfold, I think the connection between Sterling and Nkunku, uh, I think that's going to probably really develop. Um, And if that does, I think Chelsea will start to pick up points um, because I think those are their two most important attackers. Um, of course, Jackson and, and Broja have to score. Um, but if they can get goal contributions from those two, I think uh, Chelsea will be in much better shape as we get through January and February um, into the second half. But uh, let's move on to Crystal Palace, who played Chelsea um, earlier this week. Um, it's been a very difficult season. Um, they've had some trouble replacing the qualities of Wilfred Zaha, but um, there's certainly some uh, good players in this squad. What do you guys think? Um, I'll, I'll go first. Um, Michael Elise, um, when, when he's on the pitch, his offensive impact is noticed. And uh, he, he just scored that goal the other day against Man City, a nice goal for him. But he only has eight appearances. Um, I think if he doubled that, Crystal Palace would be in a different position right now. And I think I agree. that goes unnoticed um, when people analyze him. I completely agree. Um, he's not who I picked because I, I feel like he hasn't played enough, but I would I would certainly agree with you that uh, he is by far their best player when he's on, and I think that if he had played the whole season, they would not be uh, teetering on the relegation battle. Personally, I just believe that. Uh, the guy that I picked was, I think, I, Mark Gahey. I forgot how to say his name the right way. He's dead at one of their center halves. Gahey, right? Gahey. Uh, he's played, I think, in every game, almost every minute. He's not flashy, but he, he, I mean, the fact that he's playing in every game shows to me that he's probably a pretty good player. He seems like he's reliable. Uh, he came from Chelsea. Uh, so, and this is pre goalie. So that means he's probably good. Uh, but no, in all seriousness, I do think he's a pretty solid player. I think he's a guy that they want to keep for the, I think he's on the, he's already, already signed an extension and he's the guy that they want to keep around just like they signed Elise to an extension. But yeah, I would pick, uh, Gwaii. He got picked for England too. Uh, Deservedly so, so, in my opinion. I went with the other center back there. I went with Joachim Anderson, but um, pretty much for the same reason. He's played every single game as well and even has a couple goals and assists uh, for a center back. And um, I just love giving that center backs love. Like, um, and, and just. They're typically a side that defend like okay, like fairly well um, under that system. So uh, those two certainly at the back, I feel like deserve it. And Elise is it was a good pick too, though. But yeah, I, I agree. Um, Elise already has three goals um, and an assist, um, and he, he obviously had some injury issues early in the season. Um, they're quietly in fifteenth. Um, only three points from safety. If Eze and Olisai can't stay on the field, uh, again, we mentioned Brentford earlier. I think Crystal Palace are also going to be fighting off relegation down the stretch because um, I just don't know if they have enough goals. I mean, they need Edward and Mateta to be, you know, their goal threats. And I don't know if those two are consistent enough to keep them afloat. But Olisai, um, 
after potentially getting a move to Chelsea in the summer, has been good since returning from injury. So uh, I definitely agree with you guys on that one. Um, let's move over to Everton. Um, not a good result against Manchester City. Kind of an expected one. But um, since getting the point deduction, they have played okay. Um, you know, they'd be on 26 points had they not got that. But right now they're in 17th. So um, anyone want to uh, start here? I will. I will pick my guy, Abdoulaye Decore. Uh, <laughs> scores big goals. He, I always think he, he he scores goals when they need them the most. He, he They're always like significant goals. I think he scored a goal. I always remember that he scored the goal to basically keep them away from relegation last year. Yep. He seems like he he's lives for the moment. He He's kind of an unsung hero. He's pretty good at Watford, I feel like, if I remember correctly, too, when he was there. Uh, he's worked under multiple managers, been pretty good. I think he was good for Ancelotti when he, he was there. I think he fell out of favor with Lampard, which, was, of course, we couldn't see his talent. Uh, but uh, yeah. Sean Deitch is a good manager, in my opinion, and does see his talent and has gotten a lot out of him, which is good. And I do think that he's like the one of the heartbeats of their team. So if I had to pick someone, it'd probably be Abdullah Decore. If not... Um, I think Pickford's actually having a pretty good year. I, I, I've, in the past, thought he was overrated, but I think that this year is probably one of his better, his best seasons that I can remember. I think a lot of their games, where it's like in the past, they probably lost by bigger margins than this year. I mean, part of that is Deitch's coaching, this extremely defensive-minded coach who gets results like that, but he's stepped up as well. You know, J- Jacob stole both my picks. Um, oh, I'm, I'm including sorry. my backup. No, it's okay. Uh, I thought it was fu- it was really funny when Christian uh, compared James Trafford to Jordan Pickford earlier, because Jordan Pickford is my other goalkeeper uh, on this yeah. list. Um, he he's this is his best season by far, I think so far. Uh, he, he's tied for the EPL lead in clean sheets of six um, for goalkeepers and. I mean, I feel like he's just not getting talked about. I, I maybe, you know, the little international play, uh, you know, the spotlight post World Cup, maybe he's off him a little bit. Um, but he's having a quietly good season, uh, and I mean, I mean, without him, I, I mean, if Everton, <laughs> if Everton had say like a, uh, for sake of argument, Robert Sanchez. Uh, from Chelsea, I think they'd be fa- they they would be in the bottom three rather than just outside the bottom three after the points deduction. Um, so Jordan Pickford's mind, Decore though, I mean, he's the real deal. He's the real deal. Ricardo, what are we thinking? Yeah, I had Decore too. Damn, I was I was gonna Jacob beat me to him. So, um, yeah, I mean, you pretty much said it all. Um, scoring scores big goals when they matter most. So. Um, yeah, I mean, he's, I think he's their leading goal scorer too, isn't he? Would, uh, would not surprise me. I'm no. pretty sure he is. That's uh, crazy if that's right. Calvert Lewin has, yeah, he is. <laughs> that's kind of crazy to think about, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, hey, someone's got to score him, I guess. Yeah, that's, I, I think, and, and we remember last year, he kept them up with a goal on the final day against Bournemouth. Um, yeah, he scores goals, um, that most attackers 
you know, maybe don't. I mean, this guy comes up with big goals and big moments, um, not shy um, to find the big goal. So credit to him. I, I had Jared Braithwaite, the center back, um, before going to PSV last year, it was pretty much a non-factor at Everton, uh, specifically in the first team. But um, he looks really comfortable next to Tarkovsky. Um, they had a lot of problems defensively last year. They, they still do. Um, but at least under Dice, it's a little bit better just because they set up where, you know, they have eight or nine behind the ball. Braithwaite and Tarkovsky are, you know, they link up pretty well. Um, you know, they had guys like Michael Keane in the past, Connor Cody on loan. It just hasn't worked out defensively. Um, but Braithwaite has looked pretty good. I think he's going to probably find himself, um, you know, playing every match at this point because, He's athletic, um, and Tarkovsky is obviously a guy who really is reliant on what he does in the air. Um, Braithwaite at least is a little bit better on the ball. So, um, again, if Everton are going to stay up, which I think they will, um, they've played to, you know, they've been much improved um, even after, you know, the point deduction. I know they've had a couple bad results, but I think they're just too good um, to go down. But let's move on to Fulham, um, another team who's, you know, been very up and down, but they do have some, you know, important players that have had really good seasons. Ricardo, I'll start with you. What are we thinking here? Fulham. Um, let me see. Let me pull up my list real quick. Who did I pick? I didn't pick Jedi. Uh, oh, I picked another keeper. I picked Burn Leno. Um, he's been making some really big saves. I mean, he had one game uh, where he had like, not, I think every single shot he saved, every single shot on target had, uh, he'd saved them all. Um, and he's, he has the third most in the league, which typically isn't a good sign for their defense. Um, so, um, <laughs> oh boy, yeah, old man over there. But uh, yeah, I, I would say Bird Leno because he's kept him in so many games, um, and you know he's he's a reason why they've, you know, they've been winning games too. It's it's not just, you know, keepers. I mean, that's such a big part. Um, this season. So I'm going with Leno. Uh, I picked Pauli, uh, Jao Paulina. I think that he's one of the, I think he's, I, I, I get why Bayern wanted him. And that whole deal was very awkward how he was going to Bayern and then he wasn't a Bayern and then he signed an extension at Fulham. I, it, it makes no sense at all. Uh, I, but we don't have time to get into all that, but, to me, I think he's one of the best holding midfielders in the world. Uh, as far as guys that like are a defensive midfielders, he like I was looking up the numbers like tackles, interceptions, blocks, clearances, and headers. When he's at the top of like all of those statistics, he, he he doesn't give you much with the ball, but he he is in as far as like stopping people, he's one of the best. Uh, I think Fulham probably wish he could do more with the ball because they just have a really hard time scoring goals. They're a really weird team because they had a couple they had then they only get like five nothing. They they had like the week where they won two in, in emphatic wins and then they just bought them out. Like they there's no consistency at all. I think they really, really miss Mitrovic. I think that he I think he really carried them on his back when he was up. Uh I and Real Jimenez is nowhere close to him as a goal scorer, just not even, not even remotely close, and they just can't really make up for his production. 
they've tried. They have decent wingers. I like Awobi. I like Willian. But they're not, they can't score the level that Mitrovic could. So, but yeah, for sake of this, I'll stick with Paulinho. You know, Joel Paulinho was also mine. Pretty easy pick. But, yeah. you know, I, I also, um, I did mention Raul Jimenez. And only if he has a good game. Because if he has a good game, Fulham will win. It's a guaranteed win. If he scores a goal, Fulham will win or or at least get a point. Uh, so I, I he's like my X factor, I guess. But I don't know if that's enough to be underappreciated. Um, Jao Polinia, though, is incredible. Uh, I think he's way too good for Fulham. Um, and I... No, would not be shocked if he's even gone in uh, in January. Be a big fee, definitely. Yeah, massive, massive big fee. Yeah. How much you think? Um, if if it's Bayern, um, <laughs> probably uh, eighty, eighty-five to ninety. Oof. Probably we're gonna go. Yeah. I mean, I think the fact that it would be in January makes it a little more increased because yeah. Fulham can't afford to lose them. No. Uh, again, yeah. another team we've mentioned a couple that are trending kind of in the way where they're going to be battling relegation. If Fulham loses him, they're going to be right in the mix for relegation. Um, Cause again, as Jacob mentioned, they really miss Mitrovic um, who could just bail you out for the last couple of years. Even if they're not playing well, he can find the net, you know, twice in a game and, you know, snag a point or, you know, steal three. They don't have that luxury this year. So the margin for error would be much, much more slim if um, Polina would find a way to leave, whether that's for Bayern or another club in Europe. I'm going to go with Anthony Robinson, uh, first American I'm mentioning. He's been really good defensively. He's also been much improved going forward. 2.37 interceptions per 90. He's in 99th percentile among fullbacks. He's also in the 84th percentile for both successful take-ons and progressive carries. So I think he's been one of the more improved fullbacks in the league. Um, he's had a couple of really good performances. I know against Liverpool, you know, they were bad defensively, but the one guy that was pretty quiet in that match was Sala, who was matched up with Robinson. So, um, I think, you know, we've watched the U S men's national team pretty heavily over the last, you know, 16 to 18 months. He's been a guy that's really, you know, stepped it up, um, both for club and for the national team. So he's my, uh, you know, mention for this, but, Let's move on to our 11th side. That's Liverpool. Um, obviously, take top it away. Players. Take it away. Um, <laughs> a lot of players I can mention. Um, I'm going to lean on Trent Alexander-Arnold. Um, two goals, three assists. Um, he's been fantastic going forward. Obviously, there's concerns defensively. Um, but he's had some you know, good underlying numbers in that department as well. He's got 1.33 interceptions per 90. He's in the 86th percentile. Of course, you know, as we've talked about, this is a guy that likes to drift into the midfield and they kind of form some sort of a back three. But Trent's delivery, um, his goals, they've come in clutch moments against Manchester City, the winner against Fulham. Um, I think he's been a really big player this season, um, playing a different role. Um, you know, is he not? He's definitely not a natural right back. Um, he'll probably never be. Um, and I think, honestly, at some point, he's going to move into playing a full-time midfield role. Um, I don't know how soon, but 
Alexander Arnold, um, definitely one of the standout performers as to why Liverpool are currently top of the league. He'd be better off as a wing back, but Liverpool just don't play five five at the back or three at the back yeah. with wing backs. That that would be his real best position, but you know they just aren't going to do that. So if that's the case, then he would be probably better off being in a midfielder. But yeah, uh, Trent's really good. Uh, mine would be I I would pick Sal, but that's too obvious. Uh, because everyone knows he's maybe the best player in the league. Uh, and I think he's on the way to being a top five Liverpool player ever. I think he's that good. I think he's, uh, I still think he needs to win a little bit more. I think he needs to, I think he's got to win more than one Premier League title. It, that's just me. That's, that's just fair, how yeah. I look at it. I, I, I understand Stevie G didn't win any, but still, I think that Salah, I don't think Liverpool have won enough title, like trophies, in my opinion, since Klopp's been there. They've won enough to where like it, it's been acceptable because prior to him being there, they 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 hadn't won the Premier League since ninety one. They won the Champions League. They've done both those things, but I still that's my one thing with uh, Salah. But I I picked uh, Dominic Sobosly. I know Christian's a big fan of his. I think that he's injected uh, of this vibrant energy to their midfield that they didn't have last year at all, and he's injected this attacking mindset that they've needed. And I think he's been a real playmaker for them and has been a big impact player. So with that being said, I'll, I'd take uh, Silva Sly. Yeah, it's a good pick also. Um, I'm going to go with Van Dyke. Uh, I know he's not quite, you know, back to the pre-injury form, but, you know, it's it's really hard to ever get back to that form for any player. Um, but still, this, this defense is, um, I mean, I, I think right now, top with Arsenal. And I, actually, I think they might be better than or the, the best defense in the league. Um, and you, Christian, you, you literally just said, you know, with kind of the liability that, you know, Trent Alexander-Arnold kind of brings with this team, it's, you know, you you need established, confident center backs to cover the, the, that hole. Um, and, and I feel like Van Dyke is really good. I mean, experienced veteran. Obviously, he's been in the Premier League for ages now, so – um, he, he at least, you know, on that front too, you know, covers that hole and fills in really well for um, whatever deficiencies they might have on on uh, defending, really. So I, I'd say Van Dyke. All good picks. Um, let me go a little underrated here. Just, you know, um, too bad he just got hurt. Kosas Shamikas. Um, you know, he, he did a good job replacing Andy Robertson, who's a very – very good fullback. Uh, and I don't know what Liverpool, I mean, they're going to try, I guess, Joe Gomez. Uh, yeah, I guess. I guess temporarily, but um, he, he was doing a good job holding down that left back position while Robertson was out. And um, if we're just going through underappreciated players, like I think Shamika's has to get some consideration for that. I mean, I think he's also, I read earlier today, um, um, in terms of foot mob ratings, he has like the fifth highest on Liverpool this season, uh, average foot mob rating. So we're doing take that. Mob. We're doing take that. As soon as you said foot mob, Jacob's, yeah. you know, started to roll his eyes. Not not yeah. the biggest yeah. fan. Yeah, yeah. Take that as you may. I was going to say, take that as you may. But, you know, as a defender, that's impressive. So um, close to Shemekas. Uh, too bad he's hurt. Yes, uh, broken collarbone, probably going to be out till I think I saw something about March, maybe April. So huge loss, um, especially with Robertson out. But 
Let's move on to Luton Town. Um, despite being in the relegation spots, I, I find them to be very entertaining, um, especially at home. Um, Andrew, I'll start with you. Uh, what are we thinking here? I agree. I love watching Luton Town play at home in that like rat stadium. It's hilarious. <laughs> but um, hey, Alfie Dowdy um, is a, one player who catches my eye uh, in that midfield. He, he, he I, I believe he leads him in assists too. Yeah, he leads him in assists before. Um, but he, he's not like a physically impressive player by any means. But he, he's just fun to watch. He's a little, he's a little quick. Got got some pace on him. Um, just an entertaining player. Uh, and that in Luton, like as Christian alluded to, Luton. I mean, yes, they're they're 18th right now, but they are an entertaining squad uh, when you look at the lower end of the Premier League. And they they've given some fights to big clubs this year. Uh, so they're they're by no means a joke uh i would consider burnley and sheffield more of a joke than luton um so no alfie dowdy um i think he's gonna get some looks if they get relegated Uh, i'll go with uh andrews townsend mainly because i i've heard of him before um (laughs) i would pick ross barkley but my feelings towards ross barkley i can't get over because they're mostly negative. <laughs> He's like Connor Gallagher if Connor Gallagher did things but didn't do them well. He, like oh. Connor Gallagher just does nothing. <laughs> Ross Barkley would do stuff, but he wouldn't do it well. Like he always oh, he wasn't fit either. That was the problem too. No, but when he was fit, he'd miss every pass is too hard, too far, always missing the goal. Just like, but it was it's a different kind of nothing. But anywho, uh, I'll pick Andres Townsend mainly because. I feel like if if they need people that if they want to stay up, they need people that have been uh, in those kind of situations before, have played for decent teams. He has he has pedigree, so I think that he can definitely give them a push for the rest of the season. So I'll pick him. Hmm. I might go with I'm going to go with Carlton Morris, um, and he's leading them in points, uh, three goals, two assists, and. He's played the third most minutes, and and again, I feel like I keep going back to this. The availability thing is, uh, you know, that's that's such a huge part of, you know, just just being part of the squad. And so, I mean, his consistent presence on the field, and you know, he, he might not score very many goals. I mean, no one really on Lewin does, but um, you know, seeing that he's the goal, the leading goal scorer, and at least provides some sort of hope for them. Um, but yeah, I'd probably go with Morris. But but Dowdy was my my other option, as as you picked Andrew. But well, that's fair. Dowdy's been really good going forward too, which is what's yeah. really given them some life because they have a couple guys um, that really are good in set pieces. Um, and with his delivery, I think they're going to be able to you know threaten teams from corners and free kicks in good areas. But I'm going to go with Jacobs, uh, former Chelsea midfielder Ross Barkley. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, but he was actually in France last year for Nice. Yeah. Um, he played what? less than a hundred or a thousand league minutes. He's already over that number um, for Luton. I don't know where this is coming from, but he deserves a ton of credit because without him in the midfield, 
I mean, they had very little experience at the Premier League level going into the season. At least he provides that. Um, he had the assists uh, in the one 0 win against Newcastle over the weekend. So you know he's had some okay moments. The goal involvements aren't really there. He's only got two. Um, he had a goal against Arsenal in that loss that was uh, very heartbreaking for them. But I think Luton Town and um, I guess we'll quickly touch on this. Do you guys think they survive? I think of the three teams, as Andrew mentioned, they're probably the most um, likely to survive. Do you guys have them surviving? Or I would agree with what you said, uh, that of the three that are in the relegation zone, that they're the most likely to survive. I feel like yeah. they've picked it up a lot lately, but I, I don't know if I see it. Uh, I, I don't think, think any of them survive. No. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. yeah it's, it's tough for Lutwin, but again... Um, of the three sides, I think they've been the most um, inspiring of the three. And before we agree. move on to Manchester City, um, I don't think we touched on this, but Tom Lockyer, the captain of Luton Town, obviously suffered cardiac arrest against Bournemouth a couple weekends ago. He's now in much better condition. So um, that's really good news, um, despite everything that's going on currently within the squad. Um, let's move on to Manchester. We have two squ- um Two teams. Let's start off with Manchester City, who have returned from the Club World Cup. Got a win against Everton. Some good players um, are in very, very good form. But uh, who are we going to lean with here? I'm going with Rodri. I think he's the best holding midfielder in the world. Uh, I think he has been for a a while, and I don't think anyone will just admit it. Uh, And now he scores goals. So, <laughs> I mean, he didn't before. And now he's no. It's like now he scores goals. So that, to me, that makes him even better. I mean, he won. He helped them win the Champions League final. When he's not on the field, Calvin Phillips could freaking shine his shoes, if you ask me. Um, and I, I think that I, it's crazy how Fernandinho, who was so vital to their success in the the first phase of the City dynasty, if you will was so vital of their success, and they literally could not find a better replacement than Rodri. And he's better. I mean, he's an even better player than Rodri was. I, I you know, I... I, I mean, Fernandinho. I, Fernandinho. What did I say? You said Rodri. He's oh, better yeah. than Rodri Roger was. <laughs> Rodri, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Replacing Fernandinho, who was so vital, but finding Rodri, who I think is even better, and... Again, I think that he is just incredibly vital to their success, and I don't think he gets enough credit. I, I could pick a ton of other people, uh, a, a handful of other people that are more, would be more obvious, but I'm going to stick with Rodri. Yeah, for uh, for me, I mean, once again, go on the premise of underappreciated. Uh, when you look at Man City's forwards, Erling Haaland, Julian Alvarez... Jeremy Doku is is my pick. Yeah, I mean, I like talk him a about, lot. I, I I love this kid. Uh, I mean, talk about how all three forwards from Manchester City can provide goal contribution on a consistent uh, like manner. Like that's 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 insane for a club. Uh, but Doku specifically, I mean, in eleven appearances, two goals, five assists. Uh, I mean. He's playing well, and like he can go. Like I said, he can go unnoticed behind the two other forwards. Um, and I'm glad Pep is finding ways to put Doku in the game, uh, whether it be some like way on the wing or you know. But like, 
Doku deserves more playing time. He's playing very well for City. He's taking advantage of every minute he's on the pitch. I think yeah. he's better than Grealish. Ooh. Uh, so I, 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 don't, I don't think Grealish is that great. I, I really don't. I don't know. Uh, I'm not. I'm different uh, styles. Grealish, 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 Grealish is a drunken sailor. Oh, I know. <laughs> on the wing, uh, and literally too. But, but uh, yeah, as Ricardo was saying, Doku is much more dynamic. It's two different play yeah. styles. Two different they, that is, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Grealish is still a very good dribbler. Um, not the pace. Doku is much better pace. <laughs> I mean, we're not gonna, oh, I think he's just, a much better passer right. than Doku. I think I, we've yeah, seen because he's, he's, he's not a goal scorer. As a playmaker no. versus, yeah. I mean, Do, Doku's raw pace and dribbling. Um, I, I went with Doku as well. I, I mean, he has eight point one four touches in the penalty or uh, per ninety, ninety uh, ninth percentile. I mean, he's probably. It's hard to think of a better dribbler, pure dribbler in the league. Um, he's just so gifted on the ball, and he's so quick, too. Um, yeah, I mean, he's definitely one of Belgium's best young players, too. Um, yeah. I think if they are going to win the league and maybe you know, even potentially win a double with the Champions League, I think he needs to be uh, fully fit, obviously dealing with an injury right now. But if he can get back to full fitness and – have a big second half. I think City could potentially win two trophies. Probably, yeah. And I'm just Probably gonna say I'm gonna echo Jacob's sentiment. I'm picking Rodri too. So, um, one of the best, if not the best, midfielders in the world. And it pains me to say it, but he is just really, really good. I mean, on the ball, defending, especially. I mean, seriously, adding in the goals, it just makes it that much more difficult to stop him. So. <laughs> Uh, just the knack for the big moments, man. It's just <laughs> something about it. He's just got that eight factor, but yeah, that's all I'll say. Yeah, he's he's definitely the best DM in the world. Uh, I think at this I point, thought. it's tough, tough to uh, just, make a case yeah. for anyone else. I just remember it was funny because he was asked about like, someone asked him a question. I think it was like a Jules Breach at some awards uh, show. And he was talking about how, you know, sometimes Erling doesn't do his job, so I have to do it for him. He scored in the final. I just find that really funny, but um, yeah, and I yeah, to me he's the whole package. I, I you know, I mean the, the fact that City's midfield last year was Gundogan, Rodri, De Bruyne. <laughs> I I legitimately yeah. think that's one of the five best midfields the Premier League's ever had. I from and I know that's saying a lot, but it is. It's fair. It's fair. No, Trouble season. I, maybe the best ten. Uh, he's definitely. You can make a case for De Bruyne to be the best ten. In Premier League history, Rodri, if he continues at this rate, I, I mean, there's a lot of good defensive midfielders in the history of the yeah. Prem, but he's going to be up there. And Gunwan's maybe one of the best eights, as in terms of you know getting his goals, especially last year. I mean, yeah, um, clutch goals time after time for Gunawan. Um, yeah, they're they're solely missing, or cer- they're certainly missing him um, in that aspect. But um, yeah, Rodri's a big, big player. Um, let's move on to Manchester United, though, who got a huge win over Aston Villa um, to, you know, take some pressure off Eric Ten Hag. Um, you know, they're still in a good spot in the Premier League despite <laughs> bad performances. But um, any standout players? Can I say none? No. You guys <laughs> no, 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 no. There's definitely some. There's definitely some. Uh, Not very I many, give, but... Yeah, I, I, I can give a shot or... Uh, Shout, shot. Uh, 
I can give a shot to this guy too. Uh, Scott McDominay. Uh, he's been impressive for me, but honestly, Diogo, Diogo uh, uh, I mean, really? honestly, he, he uh, honestly, he's, he's involved. He's involved in the most, when he plays, he's involved in the most clean sheets on that team. There has to be a correlation. <laughs> there has to be a correlation. This no, X-Files. I think the four Onana saving them. <laughs> oh, I don't know <laughs> but, about but, that. But but honestly, it's it, I think it's Scott McTominay. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, it's it's hard. It's 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 hard. But Scott McTominay, which is crazy, because we would not have said that going into the year. No, I mean they wanted to sell him, and it made sense, and because of the midfielders that they that they brought in and that they had, and I had agree. Uh, if I'm gonna give it, if I'm to, to, for the sake of uh, parity, if I I really he hasn't played much, but I really like Kobe Manu. I he hasn't played much. I like him a lot. I think he's really good. I think he. They don't have a lot of bright spots. That's one of them. Uh, there was the Liverpool game, which is not very eventful. He he put this pass on. I forgot who it was. He had like delivered some pass in the game. It was so. I, I, it was like, Garnacho. Yeah, it was like perfect. I mean, but they was wasted. But it was like the most perfect pass. And the Everton game, he played really well. I mean, everyone was going nuts about how good he played. Even Roy Keane, for crying out loud, said he played well, which is saying a lot. Uh, but I, I like him a lot. I just, yeah, to me, I, I think that's one thing that they have to be excited about. And Garnacho, I mean, Garnacho to me is like is like a dog that needs to be trained. Yep. He's like the puppy dog yeah. that isn't. It's isn't very good. It's it's like it's like you want to let him off the leash, but it's like no no no. It's like yeah yeah no 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 you know, and it's just like he just wants to go a million miles an hour. Uh, but if if they can harness that talent the right way, I think that he can be very impactful. And the thing about him is he actually like he has a pulse, so that's a good thing. <laughs> I'm going McTominay too, by the way. Um, yeah, I mean he has. He scored two goals in what stoppage time was against. Yeah, they're, they're all another guy. They're, they only scores goals in important points in the game. Yeah, so <laughs> for for that reason specifically, you know, I'm gonna pick McTominay for myself. <laughs> I mean, uh, can you imagine if before the season, if if you if you if let's say we were, we were gonna predict who would be the the guy that we would shout out for Man United? Where do you think he'd be on the list? I think he'd be in the top outside eight. the top fifteen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, and oh, yeah, Onana to me is like he's like the if for use analogy, he's like the baseball player who's like the home run strikeout guy. Yep. So, Joey, Joey Gallo. Gallo. No, he's, <laughs> no, we'll be, no, I, I like him because we'll call him Giancarlo Stanton. Oh, I don't know, it's Reese James. Well, yeah, well, he can be, yeah, and and Darren Waller. I mean, it's all connected. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, you know, no hamstring, uh, but anyway. Yeah, I mean, Onana to me, it's like, I really want him to be good because he seems like a really likable guy. Uh, he's very accountable, mm. which I like about him. I, which is why I actually think that if you could, we always talk about who should be the captain. I know he just got there, but he exudes the most leadership qualities yeah. of anyone on the entire team. I mean, he's the goalie, and every time that he has a bad game, he never—I don't think he's ever deflected blame once. And yes, that's great, and you'd like him to actually get better. And it's what it's it almost falls in deaf ears when he doesn't and he just says all that stuff. But I don't know. I I I don't think that I don't think that this will be a flop. I don't. I just don't. I, I think there's so much there's too much talent to me. 
Yeah, I think as you get more stability around him, I think, you know, when you get Lissandro Martinez back, I think they're going to need to um, replace Verona because I think he's going to leave in the summer. Um, it's or not January. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think if they have a much more complete defense, I think Onana is going to look much more um, stable in the back. And unfortunately for them, he's going to have to go to AFCON with Cameroon. So they're going to lose him for, you know, upwards of a month, which kind of bad timing because he's starting to pick it up. But I'm going to go with Garnacho. Um, you know, the numbers aren't, you know, awesome, but he does have four goal involvements. He probably has the goal of the season at Everton. Um and I think without him, they would lose so much from the wide areas. Jaden Sancho, not available. Um, it seems like he's going to be gone um, by the end of next month. And Anthony has been probably the biggest flop for Price um, in the Premier League. And it just doesn't make any sense. And we'll touch on another team later uh, who you know, bought a winger from Ajax, and he's doing well. And then Anthony, you know, unfortunately just is not been effective at all. He's only had a couple goals. I think his last goal um, was in Definitely not this year. (laughs) Um, It's just been a really tough time for Anthony and Jaden Sancho on being, you know, exiled from the squad has just left them with very few options on the wide areas. Luckily, Garnacho has been good, um, especially with Rashford um, struggling for form. So, um, I think if Garnacho, as Jacob mentioned, if he's, you know, they really, you know, play him week in, week out, and he gets a little more consistency because the pace is there, the dribbling's there. I think he just needs to become a little bit better in the final third. And if he does that, um, they have a really good player in him. So that's who I'm going to lean with for United. But let's move on to Newcastle, who have dealt with plenty of injuries this season. They are now out of the Champions League. And uh, they're really trying to find their form in the Premier League. Who are we going with? Can I guess Jacobs real quick? Go on. Go ahead. Does his last name rhyme with Tone? No. Damn it. Well, I'm going to say it anyways. Oh, oh, no, it's not. I, I, I didn't know you were talking about but no, it's not it. Miggy. Just fun energy. Whenever, Miguel Amarone is just a guy. He's fun. And you know, whenever he like comes Chris on, I love this guy. I love Miguel Almoron. I, 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 I don't, I don't necessarily know why I love him. I, I just, I mean, he'll, he talk about a guy who who will score, like just in the ra- most random moments. Good of, goals of too, not like good, crappy great, goals. Good, that's Golosos. Good goals. That's true. Golosos. Um outside the box. I mean, that's Miguel Almoron. Left foot, bang. Curve, bang. Um, I, I love this guy. Uh, so it, it's easy. Miguel Almoron. Mine, but actually, is going to be Alexander Isak. I really, really like Alexander yeah. Isak. To me, he's a proper striker. Proper nine. You want, like, you want, you know, like, when I think of a striker, what I want, I want goals. And that's what he does. He scores goals. And when he's in front of the, he's in the box, and it's just him, he's not going to miss. And that's what I like about him. He's like what I want Nicholas Jackson to be. I mean, honestly. But and speaking of the African Cup of Nations, thank God that Nicholas Jackson will be partaking in it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, don't rush your don't rush your way back home. I'll tell you that. Uh, <laughs> but, and I think Isak is better than Cal Wilson. I think Eddie Howe should play them together. In all honesty, 
because I think that you could get a, more out of the attack if you played them together. But I understand him not wanting to do that. But um, yeah, for me, it, it, I could have picked Gordon, but that would be too obvious. So I stuck with Isak. I think that he's been one of the the good parts of Newcastle in a chaotic season. That's. I mean, I feel like I have to give a different attacker some love, and I'm gonna give it's uh, Anthony Gordon because um, he's been. I mean, Newcastle's probably dealt with the most injuries I think I've ever seen <laughs> ever on, from any team across the world. So um, the fact that Anthony Gordon's you know been there uh, for the most part, he hasn't. I think he's been, he was injured like early on in the season. It was it wasn't very serious, but. Um, He's still a young player, very promising player, and he has, I believe it's six goals. Yeah, four assists in the Premier League. So um, just a really, really good player uh, who still has a lot of room to grow. Uh, and, you know, I, th- I think he's taking it, uh, advantage of the opportunities he's getting. So, um, and, you know, he should stay in the lineup if, uh, you know, when all these other players get healthy. But um, and even if he doesn't, he definitely got to, I mean, you, you still have a quality super sub in him because um, he's, he's he's quick, uh, he's witty, and he's clever with the ball. So um, Anthony Gordon's my pick. So Anthony Gordon's a funny one. I, I thought at Everton he was a little overrated, but then you always forget like how young these players actually yeah. are. Anthony Gordon is super young, and he's having a phenomenal year at Newcastle. It was absolutely the right move transferring. Um, and so no, Anthony Gordon's a great shout. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with a teenage midfielder before Ricardo leaves. Um, Lewis Miley has come out of nowhere to play a consistent role in the starting eleven. Um, Ricardo mentioned the injuries. Tonali suspended, long staffs dealt with an injury, Joel Linton was out for a period. Um, I mean, you go down the line in every department, they have missed multiple players, and Lewis Miley was not really playing at all. Um, I'm sure he was playing, you know, for the U21s, but then all of a sudden he was put in a position where he had to start in the Champions League. He was starting week in and week out in the Prem. Um, he already has over two, uh, 600 league minutes at 17 years old for a team that has aspirations to, you know, reclaim a, a spot back in the Champions League next year. Um, I don't know how he's doing it. Um, he already has two goal involvements at it's pretty remarkable that a kid at his age is playing for a team as big as Newcastle. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, you know, an underrated shout for a uh, Newcastle, but, uh, this is when we're going to lose Ricardo. So, uh, yeah, uh, I'll be down three in a minute. Yeah. I'll send you my picks. Um, but it was a pleasure boys. Yep. Keep it up. I mean, I'll watch the rest of this when it comes out. So, all right, guys. See you. Take care, Ricardo. All right, uh, we got four teams left. Let's move on to, or excuse me, we have five. Uh, sorry, uh, let's move on to Nottingham Forest, who have just made a change at the manager spot. Now they have Nuno Espirito Santo in there. Um, got a big win um, <laughs> against Newcastle on Boxing Day. Um, guys, what are we thinking for them? Go on. Uh, for me, it's easy. Andrew, but... you're good. Uh, for me, it's it's Chris Wood. Uh, I mean, just just look real quick at his stats: seven goals and eighteen shots. 
Uh, that's that's just that's just screams, you know, good goal scorer to me. I'm gonna be honest. I haven't watched a ton of Forest this year, other than times Brighton's played them. Really, maybe like you know, put them on here and there. But Chris Wood is someone I've noticed. Uh, I, I mean, they they've surprisingly like looking at their stats. They've surprisingly gotten like decent goal scoring volume. Um, from uh, their forwards. Um, Ilanga's having a, a decent season for him as well. Uh, but I, Chris Wood uh, is the best of the bunch right now, so got to go with him. And I, 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 I have to be honest, haven't heard his name a lot. Uh, you know, around league talk. I mean, it's Forrest, so come on. But Chris Wood's having a sneaky good year. Mine's a mine's Anthony Ilanga. Uh, couldn't cut it at Man U, but he seems like he's found his groove at. Uh, Manchester, uh, excuse me, Manchester, uh, Nottingham Forest. And again, I don't think that's an indictment really on Man U that much because I think a lot of guys just can't perform at big clubs and aren't fit to play at big clubs. I just think he's in the right situation. And I think he's taken advantage of it. He's got four goals, five assists, nine goal involvements. Uh, I think that leads the team. I don't, he wasn't, I don't think, starting right off the bat, but I think that he started to make his place in the team and just be a big contributor down the wing. And um, yeah, I, I I like why I think he's a fun player to watch, and I think he gives you a reason to want to watch Nottingham Forest. Yeah, uh, it's hard to go against that one. I, I think Alango's been um, definitely their best winger. Um, they're, they're looking for more from Callum Hudson Odoi, who's had a lot of injuries um, throughout the years. Jacob would know best. Yep. Um, only ten appearances, one goal started at the weekend, but I think. When you look at the attacking output, which they're thankfully getting the production as Andrew mentioned from Chris Wood, because Taiwo Enawani, the Nigerian striker, yeah. um, was off to a flying start and then obviously went down with a big injury. He's going to be out for a while. So if they're going to stay up, Chris Wood's going to have to be pouring in the goals. And, you know, he did that over the Boxing Day, scoring a hat trick against his former club. So um, big result for New. You know who needed a big start because Steve Cooper was uh, certainly a fan favorite at Forest, um, so big shoes to fill there. But uh, let's move on. Real, to... Real quick, uh, real quick. Uh, Steve Cooper potentially going to Palace too. Let's see if they sack Roy... good old Roy Hodgson uh, for uh, for Steve Cooper. That's the rumor right yeah, now. So good. That'd be quick, very quick transition. Yes, good mention. Um, let's move on to Sheffield United. Another team really, really struggling. Um, also made a early coaching change. Chris Wilder's back at the club. Um, but again, uh, just hasn't been very good at the moment. Uh, anybody stand out for you guys? Uh, Ollie McBurney. I have really nothing to say about Sheffield. Um, they suck. <laughs> uh, they're really bad. Uh, they are very bad. I, I, I ugh. Uh, yeah, I don't spend a lot of time watching uh, Sheffield United. Uh, I my eyes are enough from watching Chelsea, so I uh, prefer not to watch them. I had to watch them because they were playing Chelsea last weekend, and I again nothing really, no one on that team really popped off me at all. Uh, so yeah, but for the sake of this topic, uh, Ollie McBurney. Um. I have to go with uh, – I'm in the same boat as Jacob. Uh, they're a disgusting watch. Uh, to be honest, they're 
Yeah, I'll say it. They're the most disgusting watch in the Prem uh, right now, Sheffield. Um, and But I, I, I'm going to go with Vinicius Sousa, not only because he shares the same first name as my guy, Vinicius Jr., uh, but... Um, Is he even the best Vinicius in the Premier League? He's the one to pull up. Yeah, 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 right, 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 yeah. No, no you're right. That's, you're that's an argument right. to be had. <laughs> yep. But, hey, 63 tackles for him this season, second in the Prem. Uh, so there's that. Yeah, there's I, I, I don't have anything to say about Sh- Sheffield. I, yeah, I that, That's my only reasoning. Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, I mean, you guys remember when they were in the Prem – couple years back before COVID, they are in much worse shape no. uh, squad-wise <laughs> than they were back then. Um, I mean, and, and it's a very similar style. Obviously, Chris Wilder's back. But I think this group of players just – it's going to be very difficult. That They are, of the three um, promoted sides, I think they're the most likely to finish bottom. Um, I know they got a good result at Villa, but, again, that's a game they needed three points from, not one. Um I'm going to go with Gustavo Hammer, the Dutch midfielder. I was looking at his numbers from last season. Wasn't at the club. He was actually at Coventry City, who lost in the championship final. He had 19 goal involvements. Um, he only has two this or two goals and two assists. Um, I think if they're going to get any sort of form in the second half of the season, they need goals from the midfield because McBurdy's, you know, not, you know, an out-and-out goal scorer. He's very physical, but beyond that, he's kind of a target man. They need Cameron Archer to be very good, but again, there's not many bright spots. You guys have mentioned it. Um, but Hammer's going to have to give them goals from the midfield if they want any chance of staying up. Um, but that's enough Sheffield. That They're definitely the worst side in England. Um, let's move on to Tottenham, who have been up and down. Um, today, not a good result by all means, as Andrew mentioned, um, any bright spots? I know there's been some injuries, but, um, what are you guys thinking for them? Um, for me, um, I found this that interesting. So I'm going to go with Sar, uh, Papa Sar and, um, Spurs are, they don't have a single point when he doesn't start. Great start. Uh, which I, I, I believe it's five matches he hasn't started or started off the bench. Um, and they are pointless uh, when wow. that uh, occurs. So SAR it, it, um, is very important um, for them in the midfield um, as a defensive midfielder. But um, honestly, it, for Spurs with with – that attack up front, you need a, a, a little bit of a pacier defensive midfielder. Um, he's a good holding midfielder, and he, he, he seems to get back pretty fast. Um, good attitude on him. You don't really see him, like, you know, go nuts. Like, <laughs> you know, he doesn't have um, – he doesn't – lose his composure that's the that, that's what i wanted to say he doesn't lose his composure and as a def, as a six that is very important <laughs> especially in the situations you're going to be in um and he's also only 21 uh like he, he's very young and so i i think sar is a, a a 
bright spot uh, in this age group for defensive midfielders. And uh, I think uh, Spurs should continue to play him, just continue to start him. Yeah, for me, uh, it's James Madison, uh, not the fourth president of the United States. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the Madison with two D's at the end of it in his last name. Um, I I just really like James Madison. I've liked him for a while. I I think that his injury has coincided with this Tottenham. Uh, I don't want to say spiral, but uh, slippage, so to speak, that they've been uh, going going through lately. I think his uh, absence from the team due to injury is a massive aspect uh, reason for it. He was on fire. Uh, to start the season, uh, I think he had three goals, five assists, and he was really making his impact as a 10. Um, and I, again, I, I think that he was, I don't think he ever looked that good. Even when he was at Leicester, he never looked that good. So to me, James Madison. Yeah, that's, I think prior to the injury, probably the best 10 in the league. Um, just, I mean, the orchestrator of literally everything they were doing offensively, and they desperately need him back. Um, especially with the AFCON absentees, which is Pape Sar um, and Basuma in the midfield. They're also going to lose Son for the um, Asian Cup of Nations. So they're, they're, they're going to have some trouble um, coming their way in January and early February. But um, I'm going to mention the defense. I think the center back pairing before the injuries and the suspensions and everything is um, – it was very good, but they have had – consistency from the fullbacks the entire season. Uh, Destiny Udogi has been phenomenal um, in his first prem, Premier League season. Um, I think he's been really, really good. I think he's going to find himself in the Italian setup pretty quickly. Um, I, I could see him going to Euros. I think he deserves to be there. Um, really, really good going forward. Very athletic. Um, you know, he's very aggressive in tackles, but he's also very smart um, for a guy at his age. I've been really impressed um, by his defensive work rate. So I'm going to lean towards Udogi um, at that left spot, left back spot. Um, let's stay in London with West Ham, who got a monumental result today against Arsenal at the Emirates, winning um, and getting all three points there. They got a lot of guys that have been impressive, but uh, who are you going to pick here? So um, I. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, you go, Jacob. I'm not going to pick Jared Bowen because it's too obvious, and I'll let one of you talk about him. Uh, I have to pick my guy, James Ward-Prowse. I don't think, I, I mean, I was tempted to take uh, Ariola. I think Ariola is really underrated. Uh, I think he, I don't know. I don't know why they took him. Very good keeper. I don't, I don't think yes. they ever should have taken him out, even when he even when, even like even when he was back from injury. I don't think they should have ever taken him out of the team personally. Um. So, but as for, I'll stick with Ward Prowse here again. They only got him for forty million. Again, I understand he was at Southampton. I don't know how this guy was so cheap. I, I don't get it. I don't get it, and I don't get why my team couldn't sign him. But no, no, he's too old, I guess. Um, uh, which is ridiculous. He's not even 30. twenty or under. Anyway, but to <laughs> me, he. I think this year he's because he's playing for David Moyes. He's picked up his defensive tenacity, and it's showing. He seems he runs back a lot more, tries to make tackles, uh, gets interceptions, stuff like that. And he hasn't really gotten to do that much this year, but we know how good he is as a free kick artist. That's one of the best ever in the Premier League. That's how many goals he has. 
and he's a playmaker. He, I think he leads them in a six in assists with six, and he can score goals. To me, he's uh, again. I I would like to see him on a bit. I know West Ham is a good team. I still I still think he's he's uh, top four worthy as far as the teams are concerned. Where he played for a certain team is a different story. But to me, he uh, and I, again the fact that he ain't the England team. I mean, what are we doing? Yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, really, we're gonna. I mean, again, this isn't even about Conor Gallagher, but like, come on, he's not better than James Ward Prowse. I'm sorry, he's not. Watch the tape. He's not better than James Ward Prowse. I, you don't have to be a hater to understand that, okay? Um, but again, I mean, he should be in the England team, and he's. I think he's been a big uh, one of the one of the reasons why they've had this jump. Uh, and yeah, I'll stick with my guy James Ward Prowse. That's fair. Um, I'm gonna go with. Well, I have I have actually two picks. One one's more obvious than the other. Um. Uh, the more obvious one is Mohamed Kudush. Uh, I, 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 I've loved Mohamed Kudush when he was at Ajax. You wanted him at Brighton. I wanted him at Brighton so badly. I mean, it actually turned out to be okay because of Jal Pedro, who plays the same position. So um, it ended up working out for both sides. Uh, but I am, I, I still have that undying love for Mohamed Kudush. And uh, he, Talk about a guy who will streak fast. Uh, he he's got great pace, and uh, I mean, I I think he's a very underrated young striker uh, in the world. Uh, but um, also want to give a shout out to Emerson, uh, ooh, left back. Uh, I, I every time I watch West Ham, Emerson always has a pinpoint cross of some sort. <laughs> He, I think he has one of the more underrated crosses in the Prem. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, today, uh, he had a cross. The, 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 the first goal for West Ham all started. Yeah, he caused from, havoc in the box. That, that was the, that was a perfect cross. Um, and then, which ultimately led to Jared Bowen poking it out. And, uh, that was uh, out. Suchek, 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 I thought it was out too. Uh, I, and I don't know why they were like, "Oh, there wasn't enough to overturn it." He, the he's ball was, he's yeah. so far out of bounds. But that, like, but that's yeah. close. Well, it's I not know. about his body; it's where the ball was. I don't, I don't, I don't the know. Ball's over I the mean, line. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, the, ball, the ball did look. I can't. Over. I'm not gonna complain. The point is, no, Emerson. I'm saying, like, for the sake of rules, but yeah, sorry. Go yeah. on. No, all good. Emerson still caused chaos, and that seems to happen every time I watch him cross the ball. Uh, I think. Yeah. One of the more underrated uh, fullbacks in the Prem. Uh, so shout out to him and uh, Mohamed Kudush. Yeah, Bowen's an easy pick. Um, I think when you look at the striker problems they've had with Mikel Antonio, Danny Ings is not even getting a, a sniff at the starting striker position. And Skamaka was a, a non-factor last year. Um and it was so bad to the point where he had to go back to Italy to try to regain his form. Um, I think Bowen's been their best player for, I mean, a couple of years now. He helped them win the conference league last year. Um, he was so important along with Declan Rice. Um, and I think he is, as Jacob mentioned, another guy like Ward Prowse, who could probably play for top four side. Bowen can do the same. Um, and it's tough because a lot of these teams have, you know, a right winger spot locked and loaded, but, um, 
if if there's a spot for you know a club, maybe you know Salah could leave in the summer. I wouldn't complain with Bowen being a replacement. It's you know not the flashiest player, but he scores. He's involved. It's he's a very complete player, and he doesn't get enough attention because he plays at West Ham. If he was anywhere else, I think he would be considered um, one of the more high-profile guys at the right winger spot um, in the Premier League. But uh, let's move on to our final team, and that is Wolves, who have been pretty entertaining, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not as uh, heavily, you know, given attention to as other teams, but um, Gary O'Neill's done, done a very, very good job um, with this squad. But uh, for your final players, Jacob, I'll start with you. Who are you uh, leaning towards? Huang Hee-Chin. <laughs> I hope I got that right. Yes. Yep. 10 goals. Um, I think I saw something where it's like he when he when he puts the ball on 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 target, it's usually going to go in. He like, you know, like he'll miss on this. But like when if it's on target, it's probably going to go in. That he's, he's accurate from that standpoint. Uh, and I think he's been really he's been had a really uh, solid season, especially. I mean, here's a guy with ten goals. That's a good pace. Again, as I said, with like a guy like Solanke, this applies to him too. How much he'll be able to keep it up, I have no idea. Right. But I agree with you. But I think Gary Neal's done a really good job, especially when you consider the fact that he got there like a day before, and was basically rushed into the managerial job. Uh, and I'm just happy that he's starting to uh, focus more on trying to win and not cry about VAR. So. Uh, so that's what he spent all his time doing when he started. So it's good to know that he's got his head in the right place. How about but yeah, Wol- yeah. Wolves are a team that I think uh, they were a, a possible relegate, relegation team because it yep. seemed like they had so much drama mm-hmm. and chaos when right before the season started. But to me, I'd, I'd, I'd be shocked if they were even I, – I think, I think they could sniff top 10. I, I completely I agree. I, I think I originally – picked in my predictions wolves to be relegated uh i was dead wrong i think all of us were uh but um how about that for south korea that that top Hwang <laughs> mm. chan and Son <laughs> uh but um anyways uh no that's a great pick um i'm gonna go um with pablo sarabia uh and Pablo Sarabia he, he recently came back, uh, I believe from injury, but um, he um, he's leading the club in assists so far. Five, six big chances created. It seems like he's like he, he's always involved some way in a goal for for Wolves. Uh, he, you know, I I I think he like he seems to come up with a few hockey assists. A bunch yeah. of the time that goes unnoticed, goes uncredited. Um, like it, the the goals usually start out with Sarabia in the midfield, um, and I mean he's been a big part of uh, Huang He Chan getting his goals. Uh, I think he's been his beneficiary most of the time. Uh, but um, and by the way, I was wrong. Uh, I forgot about Pedro Neto. He's leading uh, Wolves in assists for seven. But uh, Pablo Sarabia. It's still my pick. Yeah, Neto. Uh, yeah, I, I think Pedro Neto is definitely their best player. The problem is he can't stay on the field. Um, yeah. This has been an issue as long as he's been at Wolves. But, again, he's only got um, 10 league appearances, and he's got a league-best seven assists. So 
if they can get him on the field, I think Jacob's spot on. I think they're in for a top 10 finish. But I'm going to go with uh, Mario Lamina, the uh, midfielder from Gabon. Um, four league goals. Um, he scored against Chelsea, Brentford, and Tottenham. Um, Tottenham, that was a winner too. Uh, just coming up with goals. Um, and he was a guy that had some good moments at Southampton. Um, I think he went to France. He was at Nice. Yeah. Um, he's kind of bounced around, but um, for Wolves, he's been consistent. Um, and again, they've needed consistency from the midfield, especially after losing Ruben Neves and Jao Matinho in the summer. Um, they needed a spark from the midfield, and luckily Lamina's brought that to them. So that's who I'm going to go with. But uh, yeah, I think that's all we got. It's a much longer episode. Uh, thank you so much for staying with us if you are still here. Um, it's been a pleasure. Real um, quick. Sorry. I, I got I got a shout out my my Gabon uh, national team. My Gabon. I love Gabon. <laughs> Jacob, you'll love him too. Kieran Abamayang, <laughs> the abomination in your eyes. Uh, Denis Buanga from LAFC. Yep, LAFC. Uh, and Mario Lamina. How about that? Love Gabon. Yeah, maybe they'll do good. They're, they've qualified for Afcon, yeah, probably. I, 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 I got it. Afcon's gonna be a watch this year. But uh, I, I would have to believe that they qualified. Before we sign off, I, I do. I'm actually gonna search up who qualified for Afcon. Um, I don't see them. Yeah, I do not see them either. Well, that's a shame. <laughs> yeah, because Bami has been good for Marseille. Yeah, which, wow. I don't think many expected, but that's a shame. Yeah, that would have been cool to watch. <laughs> oh, well. R.I.P. Gabon. <laughs> only, if only he saved some of that for last season, but I guess that would be asking for too much. I forgot. You know, I forgot he was at Chelsea, man. Yeah. I knew that him. wasn't going to work the minute I saw him hold up that jersey. Number nine. Wrote a whole article about it, by the way. If you follow me on Twitter, you, you'll be able to find it if you scroll a bit. Yeah. yeah, small Fun. plug there. Yep. Anything else before we go? Well, I was gonna read out Ricardo's other picks, but oh, he did send them. Yes, he did. All right, real quick, I'll read out Ricardo's picks before we sign off for the last five. Uh, Forrest, he also picked Anthony, uh, uh Anthony Alanga, <laughs> uh, Langa, uh, Sheffield, he went, uh, West Fodderingham, uh, Spurs, son. Come on, Ricardo. Uh, West Ham, Jared Bowen, and uh, Wolves. Our guy, Huang We Chan. Huang He Chan. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, we did well, it. We we went after through every an hour tour. and fifty plus minutes. We are finally at our destination. Uh, thank I'm you guys sure. so much for watching. Uh, please subscribe. Let us know if there's anything you'd like us to talk about in the future. And of course, be prepared. We have a good episode coming next week, including Jacob's rant of the week. Don't want to miss his uh, his uh, Chelsea talk. Oh, they God. better they better be if they don't beat Luton Town. And I don't care if oh. it's in that, if if it's in that that cranky dank stadium. I don't give a rap. They need to win the friggin' what's, game. What's an acceptable score? One nothing is acceptable. He doesn't care. That's he how, wants. That's to how low okay. the bar is, Andrew. Okay, okay. I, I didn't because you're you're upset about them winning two one against Palace. So well, I didn't know if it needed to be three nil. 
Well, so I mean, they beat Luton, I think, four or three one in like August when they played. That'd be I, I, or three nothing. I would accept that. Will it happen? Probably not. But you know, be so, nice. But you won't. I mean, yeah, of course, you have to see what happens in the match. But you wouldn't be upset if it's one nil. No, I will be if it's one one. No. That I will. That okay. I will not accept a freaking draw. Okay. I don't. That will. That is unacceptable. Yeah. Okay. Good enough. And I don't care if they're down two nothing. I will not accept the draw. Wait. All right. We'll find out. Okay. Wait. 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 I'm sorry. Wait. Wait. But before we sign off, I know we're stalling. Did you did you really just say you'd rather lose two nil than draw? No, 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 no. I said I will. No, accept... he said he wasn't comfortable with a t- with a draw. Even oh, if oh, 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 I, said, I don't care okay, if it's two okay. nothing. I won't gotcha. accept the draw. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. I was kidding. I was like, wait. No, 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 no. I never want. No, <laughs> no, no. All right. Cool. Glad we glad we cleared that up. But uh, yeah. All right. Oh, good episode, boys. Yes, indeed. See you again next week. Yes. Peace out.